What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about why Bulls fans should get used to seeing Vooch for a very long time. Time. We'll also go over the NBA uh, survey that coaches, scouts, and execs, 15 of those were uh, surveyed, things heading into the 2022-23 season. We'll also talk about the Knicks extending R.J. Barrett and what that does mean for the potential Donovan Mitchell trade, where he may end up. Still seems like he may be going east. We'll talk about all that on, and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central. Your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So let's go ahead and jump into it. So first up, so I know there's been a lot made. Like we got earlier in the uh, offseason that the Bulls do plan on extending Nikola Vucevic once training camp does open. And we get more signs pointing to that. So Nikola Vucevic has bought a new house in Lincoln Park. Which points to the sign that he's going to be here for a long time. Now, I know that what that means for a lot of Bulls fans, and there have been conversations made, especially after that top 25 NBA center list came out. There have been a lot of conversations around Vooch, uh, where, where he really ranks amongst other centers. Is he still a top 10 center in this NBA? His future for the Bulls, everything. Listen, to me, Vooch is still a top 10 center. I, 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 all the Vooch slander needs to stop, right? I get it. The man did have a down season. And on a down season, you give me 17 and 11 on a down season, as we know, that's still a damn good center in the NBA. Keep in mind, Nikola Vucevic still ranks top 10 in most statistical categories for his position. Yes, even defensive rating for those that don't understand that. Yeah, like, yes, Vooch has his defensive shortcomings. Yes, Vooch at times fell in love with that three. We want to see that, we want to see that change. But there also were times that the coaching staff didn't go down to him. And ha after halves of him cooking, there were certain times where he didn't get to touch the ball through the through the way that the offense was run. There were, there were several things with that. Vooch offensive skill set, I think most people would agree. Yes, offensively, he's definitely a top 10 center. Defensively, he has some issues, right? We know that. But that's why roster and team construction construction is important. And with hopefully we get to see a full season of Patrick Williams next to Nikola Vucevic to see how that works. We do get still also get to see Andre Drummond come in there, see what he gives. But at the end of the day, Everything is pointing to Nikola Vucevic being on the Chicago Bulls team for a long time. Now, hopefully that extension does get done in training camp, as was rumored. And if that does happen, it's really around the parameters of the deal and what that deal ends up being. I, I personally think it's going to be around a three-year, 40 to $42 million deal is what I think for Nikola Vucevic as they look to transition him in the later half of that contract. Hopefully coming off the bench, maybe Marco Simonovic steps up. Maybe they get another young big in there who actually becomes the starting center. There's a lot of things that can go. But the way that Nikola Vucevic's game is, he's always been slow. His footwork is solid. His post moves are solid. He's turned him, he turned himself into a solid volume three-point shooter over his career in Orlando. It didn't really work in the Bulls in his first full season for us last season. Um, but if you look at if it's, if that shooting does improve, right, if Nikola Vucevic gets that shooting back to more so his career averages, that instantly changes him to a 20 and 11 player as a third option. That's not anything to shake your head at. I get it. Yes, his defensive liabilities are there. And also, he was a much worse defender with Lonzo Ball wasn't out there on the court with him when Alice Caruso wasn't out there on the court with him. And we really didn't get to see him and Patrick Williams for any sustained amount of time to see how and what they could develop into as a front court. But the reality of it is, with all the Vooch hate that some people throw, and there are a lot of vocal Vooch supporters in this Bulls fan base as well, guess what? 
all signs point to Nikola Vucevic being on the Chicago Bulls team for a considerable amount of time outside of just the season. I know there are going to be some people upset with that. There are a lot of videos and things made once the extension talks came. Should the Bulls really extend him? I think personally, this is the time to extend Vooch. If this front office knows they want to bring him back regardless, considering he's coming off a down season, you want to get that locked in and take advantage of that before he possibly has a bounce back shooting season with the Chicago Bulls. And then in the offseason, you're paying even more. So lock him in. We'll see what happens with that. We'll see what goes on with Marco Simonovic, Andre Drummond, how they also help fill out that center position and the big man position. But at the end of the day, Nikola Vucevic is still going to be a Chicago Bull for a considerable amount of time. But let's go ahead and move on to this NBA offseason survey. So 15 coaches, execs, um, and scouts were, were, um, were asked about uh, this and, and surveyed on this. And so we have the results of that. And I think this is just an interesting thing to, to talk about amongst the NBA. So as of right now, uh, in this survey, it was asked who was the best player in the NBA right now. Giannis won that with 11 votes. Uh, second to that was, was Steph Curry with three votes. Um, who will be the best player in the NBA in five years? Giannis won that with seven votes. And then um, also, who will be the MVP this season? Gian- Giannis won that with five votes. Luka was second with four. Joel Embiid tied for second with four as well. And then also, who will be the best rookie in five years? Paolo won that with six votes. Tied that actually with Chet Holmgren with six. But again, uh, Chet is going to be playing this season. Jaden Ivory, number two. Keegan Murray, number one. And then other things that kind of filter out with the Chicago Bulls. One of the things with the Chicago Bulls that I want to focus on, that they're not on either one of these lists, which team had the best offseason? So the Boston Celtics won that with two. Philly was second with, with, I'm sorry, Boston Celtics won it with six votes. Philly and Utah were tied for second with two votes. Atlanta won, Clippers won, New York won, Sacramento won, Washington Wizards won. No Bulls listed on that one. Which team had the worst offseason? Chicago Bulls not on this list either. Thank God Dallas Mavericks won this with six votes. Second was Charlotte with three votes. Brooklyn Nets come in a third with two votes. And the most surprising move of the offseason, of course, Rudy Gobert won that with 10 out of 15 votes. And then where it comes in again, who will win the East? The East, uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Boston Celtics tied with seven, one to the Miami Heat, NBA champions, Lakers and Bucks. Uh, I'm sorry, Clippers with five, Bucks with four, Celtics with four on that one as well. So the Bulls not really represented much in that list at, at all. But I will say, no, we all know they did not have the best offseason, but they didn't have the worst offseason either. And something that we've been trying to talk about, and I've been saying here for the longest, the Bulls offseason was a was a punt, right? That's what it is. It was a solid punt is what it was. And it could pay bigger dividends. We'll see what Goran ends up being for the Chicago Bulls. We'll see what Andre Drummond and how he really affects that 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 bench defense, how many more possessions he gets the Bulls with his rebounds. And his passing is pretty solid as well. We'll see what that turns into for the Chicago Bulls. But I just found it interesting that the Chicago Bulls really weren't represented in any of this. Um, so over on Locked on Bulls, I did kind of turn these into Chicago Bulls questions that I'm actually going to present in the community tab. But you can let me know down below. I want to hear from you guys. Who do you think is going to be the best player on the Chicago Bulls in the next five years? Who do you think is going to be the best player out of the Chicago, out of Dalen Terry, Iodasumu, Patrick Williams in the next five years? And then do we think the Chicago Bulls are going to win title number seven within the next five years, which will put Acme's reign at seven years, almost a decade at that point? Let me know what you guys think on those questions down below. Like I said, I'll also post them over in the community tab. Last topic for today. I want to get into this R.J. Barrett extension, um, what it means for the Donovan Mitchell trade, what it means overall. So R.J. Barrett becomes the youngest player to ever sign a $100 million contract at 22 years old. Now, expect this to keep changing. As contracts increase, 
especially with the new CBA. We'll see what, what happens with that. But as of right now, he becomes the youngest player to get that $100 million contract. The Knicks also have over $340 million tied up in him, Brunson, and Julius Randle, which is going to be interesting to see what they do with cap flexibility. But a lot, it's been a lot of talk made about the, the, about the New York Knicks possibly trading for Donovan Mitchell this season. Now, we do know that it's been rumored that the Jazz went up to four unprotected picks. At least, I shouldn't say up to. They went at least four unprotected picks for Donovan Mitchell. Now, does this R.J. Barrett trade means that the Knicks are completely out of the Donovan Mitchell trade talk? It means for a while, probably, right? I don't think that they can trade R.J. Barrett now that they've initially agreed to extension. I don't think. I think they can't trade him until January, I believe. It's like January 15th to date or something like that. But could that trade still happen? The New York Knicks have enough contracts that they can make that happen without R.J. Barrett. Then you're looking at maybe adding Donovan Mitchell to Brunson and R.J. Barrett, whatever that means. But will they? That's the question, right? And I, I did a video over on the, uh, for the members only on like how the Donovan Mitchell coming to the East could make the, 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 the Bulls front office regret that they didn't do more. But the more I think about that, the less that I believe that, right? Donovan Mitchell going to the New York Knicks, I think, okay, they go from a 39-win team to a 42-win team. But the interesting part of like the R.J. Barrett deal, right, him getting that extension, is just how much money they have locked in and, and guaranteed money for the foreseeable future in three players. And this is why, where when like Bulls fans talk about the Bulls needing to pay the luxury tax, there are a lot of teams paying the luxury tax that ain't going to do a bunch of nothing in the playoffs or in the season this season. Not to say the Knicks aren't going to do nothing, but I don't think anybody's looking at the Knicks as a title contender. So looking at that, right, we, we, it's not about, it's about how you use the tax, not necessarily just getting to the tax to say you're paying the luxury tax, which a lot of Bulls fans would have the Bulls do is just pay the tax just to say, hey, look, my team's paying the tax. They're trying to do something. That's not indicative of necessarily trying to do something as much as some Bulls fans would love to see it just to see it happen. Now, I did say in, in not yesterday's video, because I didn't drop a video yesterday, but in Monday's video, I did say that, you know, seeing how handcuffed this front office is it's going to be t telling whenever they do pay the tax it's really going to be telling how much they can do how much flexibility they have to go over certain things when or if we ever do pay the luxury tax but that's not indicative or meaning that the bulls are necessarily contending just because they pay the tax the bulls could have signed isaiah hartenstein to, to a big deal that would have put us in the luxury tax and we still wouldn't have been a, a title contender we would have been a improved team and had a solid big off the bench that can do some things for sure, but the Bulls wouldn't have been a title contender for that. It's using that cap space intelligently. It's if you are going to go into the luxury tax, how you're going to do that. But to bring that back to this Donovan Mitchell thing, we also did get uh, notice that the Wizards are also interested in Donovan Mitchell. So it does seem like more, more likely than not, he is going to go to the Eastern Conference team. How that affects the Bulls, at least the teams that are talking about trading for him so far, I don't see those teams as above the Bulls anyway personally. So it doesn't really do much for me in conversations about the Chicago Bulls. But you, you, I guess you never know, right? You never know. You, you bring more talent to the Eastern Conference. They, the Eastern Conference is already going to be an interesting conference to watch this season. All the matchups are going to be interesting. There are a lot of teams that, while not being title contenders in the East, there are a lot of teams that are going to be tough teams. They're going to be teams that are going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be fun teams. There's going to be a lot of fun battles to be waged in, in the Eastern Conference in this upcoming season. And I, for one, am really excited about it. Now, before we go today, got one last thing, another Bleacher Report article, so you can take it or leave it for what it is. But the Bleacher Report did a 
for every team, the, the best new weapon for each team. And Andre Drummond got listed as that. There are a lot of Bulls fans that are kind of not as happy with the Andre Drummond signing because they wanted the Bulls to go after a more pure shot blocker. Everybody says rim protection, but you can protect the rim without blocking shots per se. But they were, more, more Bulls fans wanted to see a true shot blocker brought in here. Now, I like the pick of Andre Drummond being listed as the Bulls' best new weapon. It makes sense because, yeah, he's still young. You know what he's going to bring. You give him minutes, he's guaranteed to get you probably double-digit rebounds and about 8 to 10 points. That's what Andre Drummond is going to give you. If you give him 18 to 20 minutes, he's going to give you that production. But I think that there's a different secret weapon or best new weapon for the Chicago Bulls that we may see this season. We may not. We'll see how it works out. And that may be Dalen Terry. And by that, I don't just mean his production on the court. I've said it this for a while myself. What I see Dalen Terry being his first season in the NBA is a person who just comes in and just plays basketball, meaning he may get you 12 points one game. He may get you six another game, but he's also going to give you eight to six rebounds. He's going to give you about three to four assists in, the, in that. He's going to give you solid defense, energy, and communication. I like Dalen Terry's potential to be the best new weapon on the Chicago Bulls, but it really just depends. Is he going to crack that rotation? We saw Io DeSumo crack that rotation last season for the Chicago Bulls. We saw that happen. And he did it through initially defense, and then other things came along for him. Can Dalen Terry or will Dalen Terry do that as well? A lot has to happen for that. You got to look at definitely Javante Green, much higher on the depth chart than that. Kobe White's probably going to start the season off, and as long as he performs, he's going to stay above Dalen Terry on that depth chart as well. It's going to be interesting to see how they work Dalen Terry if they do in his initial rookie season. He may not be. He may not get a lot of time. We may be seeing a lot of Dalen Terry on the Windy City Bulls next season. But I also said that last season about Io DeSumo, and look how that went. So we'll see. But I do like the pick of Andre Drummond as well. So let me know down below, who do you think is the best new addition for the Chicago Bulls in this offseason? But that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.